0: Hello, and welcome to Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. I'm Mark Bassing Thwaite, the risk manager here with Alps. Today, I'm going to uh, do a little solo uh, performance and thought it would be really worthwhile to talk about uh, how to avoid uh cybercrime, being a victim of cybercrime, and I am particularly going to focus on wire fraud, uh, business email compromise. We have had uh, uh, a number of lawyers uh, impacted by this with literally millions of dollars totaled together um, stolen. And uh, certainly this problem is not limited to lawyers, but there is one very easy way to avoid falling victim uh, to these types of attacks and and I'd really like to explore that uh, a little bit. And what I'm going to get to is simply to uh, explain and describe the process of an out-of-band communication. And actually this process can be valuable in other ways as well. But I, I thought... The best way to try to share what an out-of-band communication is and explain the whole process is is through sharing two stories and then talking about how it could have been handled differently through the use of an out-of-band communication. So here are two stories that that also I guess uh, uh, for some of you may underscore how uh, sophisticated uh, cyber uh, crime is becoming. The first uh, is not a a law firm situation, but uh, an excellent example. And it has to do uh, with what we call deep fake audio. And uh, I think some people are becoming more and more aware that they're. Uh, deep fake audios and deep fake videos exist uh, so, so, but let me explain what that is um, you know a, a deep fake video is when you take a person and you might be you know I, I've seen some really good ones uh, with Mark Zuckerberg and uh, President Obama uh, over the years and it just you know you see these individuals talking but they are saying something in their voice and it sounds perfect uh, that they never said. and so it, these are deep fakes. It's just altered. and these things can be done you know not only with video but with audio. So sort of with that understanding, here's, here's what happened. Uh, a CEO at a corporation uh, was out of the office on uh, just traveling on business. and uh, the CFO at the corporation received a phone call during this um, time away and he, later on he reported that this call or I should say the voice on the call was absolutely perfect. He was utterly convinced he was speaking with the CEO. The, the, the way the CEO used uh, the language, uh, the way he, you know, just the way he spoke, it was just spot on. So believing that he was speaking with the CEO, Um, he was instructed and followed through on wiring uh, around $275,000 out of the country. Because of the success of that, a little bit later, another call came in uh, again to the CFO, uh, purportedly from the CFO and there's some other discussions and sharing and there's some other reasons uh, I need some more money moved and it's only by happenstance that as the CFO was uh, talking on the phone he could see, he just glanced at his phone and saw that the number, the originating number, was a New Zealand phone number and he knew that the CEO was not in New Zealand, and uh, terminated the call, and, and really started to say, "Oh my gosh, well, this is this is fake, and we've we've been scammed." Unfortunately, the the initial funds that were were transferred uh, were were not recovered, but at least no more money was taken. So with that that's an example of a deep fake audio uh, uh, cyber crime. Now here's a, a second story that uh, did involve a law firm. And, you know, many lawyers are aware of, you know, phishing attacks, fake emails, spoofed emails, and all kinds of things. But here's an attack that was very, very sophisticated. Um, In short, the law firm worked with uh, a a company that provides eFax services and you know they set up a dedicated email account for these faxes to come into the firm, e-faxes you know, to come into the firm and uh, unbeknownst to anyone uh, at the firm the firm's email accounts all of them were breached and someone was monitoring what was going on and um, this is not uncommon in terms of having someone monitor your email and those kinds of things. It, it, it often will go uh, easily, uh, maybe a couple of weeks to several months. And what they are doing is, as they're monitoring all this, they're, they're looking for opportunity, of course, but they are also learning who talks, who the players are, you know, how they communicate in writing, um, and just understand sort of the business model, what's going on, because... When they make their move, and there are a variety of ways they'll make their move, they're going to look and have it appear to be really, really accurate and legitimate. But anyway, so here's what happened with this situation. The, the, uh, the bad guy, if you will, uh, was monitoring uh, and very interested in the eFax account because these lawyers happen to do real estate. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of instructions coming through via fax. If a fax uh, was was of no interest you know it would kind of be forwarded along really quickly so no one was uh, aware that these emails were being intercepted and and looked at. At one point a fax came through uh, authorizing wiring instructions and whatnot for um, a significant amount of money on, on the sale of a home. And all the hacker had to do was just take that fax and change the routing number, you know the wiring instructions here on, on this uh, document. Made that change and sent it on. So please understand what happened here. A lawyer is expecting a fax with all the information he or she needs to complete this transfer uh, or to follow through again moving the money. It's an expected email expected facts coming in via email. It is from a known and trusted source. No one knows, however, that it has been intercepted and the routing information changed. So based on a belief that everything is absolutely fine, a substantial amount of funds were wired and of course uh, to the wrong bank, the wrong individual, and uh, there was a a substantial loss there. So um, those are two stories about just giving you examples of how crazy um, you know cybercrime has gotten, but how could you have prevented this from happening? And it really is quite easy and it's done through the use of an out-of-band communication. And it simply means we're going to change the communication channel to verify. So for instance, in the first example where we had a deep fake audio, what could have happened, or perhaps I should say should have happened, is the company would have a policy that says whenever we're moving any substantial amount of money and you know we can define what that is you know five thousand twenty thousand you know whatever works for, for your own situation but let's say it's it's uh, five thousand dollars so anytime we're going to move five thousand dollars or more you're going to have an out-of-band communication to verify and so with that policy in place the CFO has received a phone call from someone that he believes is the CEO authorizing or or, or providing instructions you know to move money. He should hang up and after that call he knows what the CEO's phone number is. He doesn't have to look it up. He's not looking at you know just returning the call or anything like that. He texts the CEO, hey boss, in accordance with our policy I'm just confirming that you Called me and have asked me to wire two hundred seventy-five thousand, you know, to Germany or whatever it might be. And uh, if the boss texts back, yes, thank you, please take care of it. Fine, wire the money. The boss says, I don't know what you're talking about. It seems like you know there's there's uh, a scam going on here. Stop! Don't wire the money. In the second situation, again, we have this fax coming in from. You know, uh, another lawyer, a realtor, I, I I, don't know where it originated and doesn't really matter. But you know it's coming. And I, I would guess in this situation, more than one, you know, this is a, a known, the, the fact of going between probably a realtor and, a, and the lawyer on a fairly regular basis. And so all the lawyer needed to do was, again, pick up his phone because he knows and has the accurate, known, correct number on his cell phone and if he doesn't you know you look it up or you even in, if at the beginning of representation you verify with all the parties you know what is the trusted contact information what is your real email what is your phone number what is your address and then you, you know you, you go back and you look that up so that you know you're using the correct phone number you don't want to look at a phone number that's in an email coming to you and use that because the the scammer will give you a fake email. Or I'm sorry, a fake phone number. But so you just you you call in and you say you know uh, Susan, yeah, just received the fax. You know the the uh, routine here. Just want to confirm is is the routing number that you've given us uh, the accurate number. And he you read it off. It's you know but two two three and on and on. And if she says yep, that's right. Go ahead and move the money. If she says no, that's wrong. Somebody's breached. So stop. You know, you obviously can get the accurate information and, and continue on with the transaction, but you also now know that you're breached. Somebody's breached, and we need to figure out who and, and you know clean these systems up, uh, you know, re- restore and 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 get whoever's in the system out. Uh, you know, it may be as simple as just. Uh, Changing passwords on all the emails you know you're going to need some help uh, from somebody that really knows what they're doing here can determine you know how far wh- wh- what does the uh, attacker have access to uh, but uh, you know you know your breach and you you need to stop so that's an example of, of how out- of band communications can really prevent uh, you're becoming a victim of a crime. I have talked obviously, you know, with our claims attorneys uh, over the years many, many times. I mean, we, we all get along quite well and interact and keep each other up to speed what's going on, and uh, I have yet to hear about any situation both uh, externally and just other stories with, with peers and internally from, from uh, all of our claims lawyers, that if an out-of-band communication would have occurred, that would have prevented every single theft that we have seen. And please understand, the vast majority of malpractice policies, I can't say all of them because I have not seen all of them, but the vast majority of malpractice policies do not cover theft of funds. You know, so um, that should also catch your attention as to uh, the value of implementing a firm-wide policy with a little training here that says no one, I don't care if it's the most senior attorney, down to the you know, the, the new bookkeeper, is, is authorized to move any money under any circumstances unless an out-of-band communication has occurred so that we know we are sending the money to a the correct legitimate recipient. So That's an out of band communication. Uh, I, I hope that you have found some value. And, and let me, I, I shared you can take this a little further. You know, at times people receive email that looks legitimate and, and it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, wiring money and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're being tricked into opening the email or opening an attachment, and doing so can. Uh, unintentionally allow the installation of a malicious program a malicious app of some sort and that might be even the pathway in so that somebody can now start monitoring your email to 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 look for an opportunity to to try to commit wire fraud. Uh, So think about the value too of training employees and having everyone at the firm be aware that hey If we have some questions about uh, an email that has come in, you know, what is this, um, you know, bill that, you know, don't open it yet. Don't click. Don't look. Don't investigate because it just feels odd. It feels off. You know, reach out to the legitimate company or legitimate individual that purportedly sent this to you and say, you know, we're not. This doesn't make sense. I don't recall, you know, authorizing you folks to provide some service. Oh, boy, we don't have any account with you. We don't know what you're talking about. Thank you for letting us know. Somebody apparently might be uh, using our, uh, our email address or our company name uh, in, in uh, a fraudulent way. and you know, But, you know, again, you just confirm. You figure out in advance, okay, that's not trustworthy, and I don't want to open that. So out of band communications can be used in a variety of ways to really thwart the efforts of of what cyber criminals are trying to do. So that's it. I hope you found something of value in, in all of this and as always. If you have any questions, concerns on risk, ethics, cyber um, security, and, and whatnot, please don't hesitate to reach out to me anytime, and you do not need to be an Alps Insured. Uh, my email address is mbass, M-B-A-S-S, at Alps Insurance, one word, alpsinsurance.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.